Well, hello again. In this episode, we're going to talk about in-laws, my in-laws, your in-laws, and why this particular relationship is one of the most challenging dynamics in life. Welcome to the Me First podcast, the podcast for serial self-sacrificers and self-declared people pleasers who are sick of working so damn hard for love and acceptance and are ready to take their power back to create their own peace, love, and joy from within. Okay, we're going to get into it today because we're starting in kind of a controversial topic and that it's controversial that I'm talking about it right now. Um, but I don't think it's going to be the episode you expect because again, this is me first. This isn't, they did it right. (laughs) So I am starting here, uh, about the relationship with my in-laws because this is the relationship that catapulted me into healing. I was so broken and so uh, emotionally scarred and anxious and depressed. And, um, it challenged me and pushed me to a place where I was like, something's wrong here, like with me and I need to address it. So that's what we're going to do. The dynamic, this dynamic of in-laws is probably one of the most, asked about topics that I get from clients and people who are just trying to figure out why they're so angry and they want to know how to deal with their in-laws. They want to know what the secret is to deal with your in-laws and the secret is in you. And that's what we're going to get into. So Uh, my journey with my in-laws started when I was 12. My husband and I started dating when we were 12 and then we broke up because we were 12. And then, um, we started dating again when we were 16 and we have been together since then. We have um, been together for almost 22 years, married for 12 on leap day this year. And we have four kiddos. So it's a little bit of a different circumstance where I actually grew up with my in-laws, but I think the challenges and, um, like tension are pretty similar to a lot of stories that I've heard. And I do have a theory on why in-laws, um, are such a hard topic, especially like, um, daughter-in-law to mother-in-law daughter-in-law to father-in-law, daughter-in-law to sister-in-law dynamics tend to be like very challenging for people. I have a theory. Maybe we'll get into it later. Um, but when I was dating my husband in high school in college and we moved, we ended up moving to New York and then Hilton Head, I was an exceptionally codependent person. I, it's not like a psychological diagnosis. It's more like a collection of tendencies and I checked every box. So putting other people's needs before your own, taking responsibility for other people's moods, feelings, emotions, basing your worth on what other people think of you, 
obsessing about dynamics, other people, relationships, social anxiety, um, anxiety and depression, uh, just a general, very outward view. Like everything that you identify as comes from something external and you have no internal compass, worth, love, identity, anything. So if you relate to that, now you're aware and you can maybe, I'm sure I'll do it an episode on codependency because it was such a large part of my life. Um, but I was very codependent at that time and, um, you know, looked for reassurance, looked for acceptance, looked for love, everything outside of myself. And when you are people pleasing and codependent, you work extra hard to achieve that love and acceptance and compassion and avoid rejection and avoid abandonment at all costs. And so when you're working so hard to earn that, and you are still rejected and abandoned and not given the love that you feel you deserve because you're working so hard, you get very resentful and angry and passive aggressive. So that like just at the very base, I don't think there was much hope to begin with. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I think a lot of these relations come to a head when grandchildren start coming into the picture and that it was the case for us. So I would say the first problem, the first major problem was that I had no idea what a boundary was and therefore was never going to communicate a boundary or even knew or could articulate that I had a boundary being crossed. I feel like this is extremely common for first time moms in their first postpartum period, um, and they're like the fourth trimester, just not knowing how to communicate what they actually need, because there are all these expectations to bring the baby, see the baby, show up, let people come to your house, you know, all of that. And really what my instincts were telling me were to just like huddle in, cuddle up and, and, I didn't really want to see anyone, but we had my family down, his family down, and it was so much. And in those dynamics, when I just literally wanted to escape into my bed and not see anyone, uh, my resentment grew, obviously, because I didn't know that I had a boundary. I didn't know how to communicate a boundary. And no one's going to know what your boundaries are and how to respect them if you are never communicating them. But as a person who's codependent and like outwardly focused, it is like, I would blame them for not knowing my boundaries. I would blame them for offending me. I would blame them for disrespecting my wishes, even though I didn't tell them what my wishes were. And then you just have resentment build and build and build and build and there's no personal responsibility. I had no accountability for what I needed. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was confused as to why there was no love and compassion and empathy for what I was going through as a first time mom. And 
the fact that I was even expecting love and compassion is the problem because you are responsible for giving yourself what you need. And the moment you expect someone else to give you what you need, there's going to be a problem because even if you have the most perfect, loving, supportive people around you, the moment they trip up, you're disappointed because you are relying on someone else to give you basics. Basics. You should love and accept and have compassion and empathy for yourself. Always. And like also in this time, I'm still very codependent. I'm still very much working, like really efforting. I'm, you know, weeks postpartum and I'm still trying to be like, I'm still trying to keep the peace. I'm still trying to be the person that my husband wants me to be for the family, you know? And so I'm still struggling, still efforting and still whatever I'm doing is not good enough. The moment I'm like, wait, I like, I need something, then everything, like, it's not okay. And so I get that reinforcement that like your needs are not important. What you want is not important. But again, like that was my responsibility. I am fulfilling my needs. I am creating my boundaries. I am taking care of myself. And I didn't really mean for this to be such a postpartum discussion, but if you are going to be having a baby or um, have in the past, I believe that self-care, self-love, self-nurturing is literally one of the most important parts right in the beginning because the dynamics can get so messed up so quickly and it's really, really, really hard to recover from. So don't expect anyone to know what you want and don't get mad if people are offended by what you want because they're the fact that they're offended by your wishes is their problem their problem and as long as you are aware of what you need and you're okay with what you need their reaction never matters literally never matters um so yeah so even after like we had one baby and then we had another baby who ended up having, you know, extra challenges. She was born with hearing loss and we found out other stuff later. And at that point, I think I was at my lowest, definitely my lowest point in a point where I didn't understand why nobody understood what I was going through. I was, I needed more love. I needed more compassion. I needed more empathy and I didn't get it, but it wasn't anyone's fault, but mine, right? I am going through something. I need to give myself time and love and nurturing and be able to do that so much so that I am present and capable for my family first and then 
you know, worry about if I'm pissing off my parents or his parents or whatever, but I still was in that codependent stage where I was like suffering on the inside, but still trying to work and effort and be whoever it was that was going to be the good daughter-in-law. Like that's all I just wanted to be like, okay, but it was never okay. And that made me not okay because I wasn't telling myself I was okay. Does that, does that make sense? Because that's, that's the basis of all of it. And in-laws are like such a tricky thing. I like, I will hear the most horrific stories, horrific stories. And it's, it's a lot of women wanting me to see their side. And I have to remind them, what is the goal? Like, what, what are you hoping to get? Do you want me to agree that there's a problem? And then what? And then what happens? Because the solution is that you take accountability for your part in it and let them be who they are. And when I was, um, so we moved to Austin when, after we had our third baby, I think Henry was two and we moved to Austin. So one of our daughters could go to school here. And, um, that separation and the fact that I read this book called boundaries and learned what a boundary was at the age of literally 32 or 33, that was the point in my life that started me on a trajectory of healing. And I couldn't be more grateful for that book. I also couldn't be more grateful for, um, everything, everything that happened, every terrible, horrific thing that happened that pushed me to the point of understanding that only I could fix my life. Only I was in control. Only I could do anything to make it better because the moment I stopped obsessively, obsessively complaining and blaming and resenting was the moment I was able to actually take a step in the healing direction. And then in the healing process, if you are working to heal um, your relationship with your in-laws or your parents or another family member, it's so important to keep the focus on yourself because it's very easy to learn new things and then be like, Oh, that is what's wrong with them. I should tell them, I should point that out. I should focus on that because if they didn't do that, then I wouldn't be hurt this way. And that's, that's unfair because as you are consciously healing and you are becoming aware and perhaps you have an awakening, you can't then turn around and point fingers at the person who isn't yet healing and isn't yet conscious or awake because you were there two minutes ago, friend. You were there two minutes ago. And just because you something clicked for you today doesn't make you any better than the person behind you who's not quite gotten there yet. And it's so easy to spend your entire life asleep in this 
modern times because there are about 700 million different ways to distract and escape from the pain and hurt that you are causing yourself because you are causing your pain by not taking an accountability, not taking care of yourself, not protecting your peace and trying to put the blame on other people. Um, this is my second time recording this because the first time I tried to record it, it didn't get recorded. I think I was a little less rambly this time. Um, but hopefully you all got the message. Essentially, I have had a terrible relationship with my in-laws. Terrible. And um, decided for a little bit that I needed not to talk to them because I thought that was the solution. However, my accountability, my boundaries, my peace, my self-love, my self-compassion helped me heal in a way that let me love them again without judgment, without resentment, without any negative feelings because I took responsibility for my own part in it. And it's so liberating and freeing to do that. It feels, it can feel unfair. And people often think that it's unfair that they get off the hook or they don't have to deal with the consequences of their actions or, you know, uh, they don't, aren't punished. They don't have, they don't have to deal with the justified resentment anymore because you're just letting it go. But they were never dealing with the consequences. They were never dealing with your resentment. They were never dealing with the judgment because they're focused on them and you should be focused on you. And if they are focused on you, that's not your problem. It's not your problem. Even if you are a mother-in-law listening to this podcast and you're like, I knew it. I knew it. My daughter-in-law must be codependent too. She must be a people pleaser. I knew this was the problem. She drives me crazy. You are missing the whole fucking point. The whole fucking point is that I took responsibility for me. I don't need anyone else to tell me that I'm great or that I'm lovely or that I'm loved or that I'm needed. I don't need anyone to tell me anything because I've done it for myself. And because I've done it for myself, I don't require anyone else to do that for me. I don't need anyone to give me a thumbs up or approval. And because I don't need approval, I can love freely. I am no longer operating from fear. I'm no longer operating from ego, which is fear, right? I'm no longer operating from fear. And thus I can operate from my soul, from love. And all I like, because I've given myself so much love and compassion, I can then give love and compassion freely. And it's very hard it's very, it's very hard to get mad when you're operating from love. So I highly recommend it. Pay, uh, keep an eye out because I, this is inspiring me to do a codependency masterclass. Um, I think it's really important, especially nowadays where everyone is so focused outward and less inward that that could potentially 
be helpful. It'll be free, but just keep an eye out for it. Cause I think that might be something that's coming out soon. So I love you all. Thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.